following is a podcast of 19 North, a young adults ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, see 19north.tv. Are you guys doing okay? Good. It's, it's really good to see everybody. Really glad that you braved the weather. Thank you so much uh, for, for coming out despite all the roads and, and everything. If you feel like, you, you know, we'll, we'll just make sure to take care of you. If you feel an unsafe to drive, like seriously, let somebody know. Uh, we're a family here. We, we want to make sure that you get home safely. Okay, seriously. But still, you know, I know that Zach's done a, done a good job putting tonight together. I'm sure everybody's just fine. My man, Jairus over here. Jarius, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, yeah, Jairus. I, I don't know. Like, it's really, the real way to say it is, is Jairus, right? But, but your mom, like, man, she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own thing over here. He'll take care of you. Like, seriously, man, he is our man over here. He's, he's safety king. I love him, so. <laughs> What's that, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, all right, he's helping you. Okay, so tonight, you know, I had a simple message on my heart, and uh, I've really, uh, this is going to be something that is, is for me, uh, a really emotional message, a really emotional message, something that I'm really excited about, though, in, in a good way. You know how, like, you can be happy and sad at the same time? And what is it with girls? Like, why, why, why is it girls, whenever you cry, you start to fan your eyes? Can you just tell me, like, what that's about? Seriously, because, like, 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 one of those things, like, seriously. So if I start to cry, I promise you this, I will not fan my eyes, okay? And I want you to know that if I shed a tear, it doesn't make me less of a man, okay? <laughs> because I love to break things, I love to build things, I love to build things just to break them, break them, just to build them, okay? Just so you know that. Let's open up tonight to Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to read this uh, in... in its entirety here, and you'll see the scriptures up behind me. The title tonight is Why We Must Change, Why We Must Change, okay? So let's look at this. In Joshua 3, verses 1 through 8. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from, and this is awesome, right? Just look at that word. God has a sense of humor, okay? Because he knew that an English-speaking pastor would have to say shit him in a service, right? It's like, come on, man. God, can't you think of another name for this? You knew that in English this would be called this. Like, seriously, okay? I don't know. If you never thought that God had a sense of humor, he definitely does. And I'm just going to plow through it, and I'm just going to say shit him. I just said shit him. And, and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. There, that is the way you pronounce it, too. It's like, Jesus, okay, thank you, Jesus. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move from your positions and follow it. Now listen, just so you understand what this is, this is millions of people who are camping. Okay, millions of people who are camping. Any girls love camping in here? You got some girls? I know we got an adventure small group going on. There's going to be some guys camping. Okay, uh, I, I love camping with my wife, but she's like, we need electricity because she needs to straighten her hair. Okay, like that is not camping. Okay, but, but we do it because she's my, she's my bride. Okay, so uh, these men and women, millions of them, are camping. And they're literally to pack up their tents and go as soon as the, the orders are given. And as soon as they see the, care, the, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord uh, being carried, the presence of God, what this is is simply the presence of God. The, the pastors tell them, hey, it's time to go because the presence of God is leading us somewhere. In verse 4, it says, then you'll know which way to go. And remember this, since you have never been this way before. And that sticks out to me a whole lot. Since you've never been this way before. I'm just going to speak into your life and let you know where God is taking you where God is taking us, where God is taking this ministry, you've never gone before. 
you've never gone before, okay? And we're going to talk about that tonight. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark and do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they went up ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel so that you may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. This is really important that you remember these scriptures as we talk tonight. The Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel so that you may know I was with you as I was with, I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Let's just pray before we get in and unpack this tonight. God, thank you for tonight and Lord, I just thank you for a grace tonight to be able to share the message that I feel that you've placed on my heart for a time in this ministry that is so pivotal Got a time in this ministry where we can move forward, where we can make big changes, where we can, we can believe you for great things. God, I thank you so much for the leadership that's in this room, and I pray in Jesus' name that tonight inspires us to go to a place where we have never gone before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So tonight, I, 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 got, I have to share some things just straight up from my heart. A lot of times I like to, uh, man, just lighten some things up a little bit, but you know, God has really been doing some things in, in my heart, in my life, and in Lauren's heart, and in our lives. And uh, he's, been t- he's been teaching us some things. So I, I, the other day, um, you guys know that, that I love Zach Del Turco, right? You guys know that he's my man, all right? Um, Zach was about 17 when he came here. Uh, he, he snuck into 19 North. He wasn't allowed to come in, uh, but he did anyways, and I overlooked it. I don't care, you know? It's like, seriously, I just want people to hear the gospel. I just want people's lives to be changed. It's like, okay. So Zach came in, and, uh, and I've watched him blossom into a leader throughout the years. And uh, the other day, I was in my kitchen, and I was having some God time. Lauren and I have a value in our life that we're going to have a daily time with God. Whether it's five minutes or five hours, we are going to have a daily time with God, okay? And I was just, the kids are going crazy, and they all went upstairs, and I'm cleaning up the kitchen a little bit, because that's dad's job, you know, I, I, I make a mess in the kitchen whenever I make breakfast, and then I clean it up. So I'm cleaning the kitchen, and I'm, uh, uh, I have some worship music on in the background, and I wasn't really, like, spending purposeful time with the Lord, you know, I was just thinking about some things, and God hit me in the heart, I, probably harder than I've been hit. And I would say, I would say, definitely say within the last couple of years. And I just saw a Rolodex of memories going through my mind. Not of Zach, but of Ellie. And uh, the Lord began to share with my heart, Zach, when you say to Zach that you're leaving the ministry in great hands, you're not just talking about his hands, you're talking about her hands. Because Ellie served with us for years. She served as an intern. She served uh, on campus ministry at Grove City. She led worship here. And uh, God showed me just a role. Do you guys know what a Rolodex is? Like, I'm an old guy in an office, right? <laughs> like, I feel, I'm not an old guy. Uh, not going to admit to that one yet. But, you know, I'm in an office setting for the last 10 years of my life. And I came in, and they have this little contact thing that spins around in a circle that you could just spin, and then you could get everybody's contact information, right? Before the age of, like, all the technology that, like, you know, houses all that stuff. So it's a Rolodex. But I just literally see one of those things, and I just see pictures. I see, I see Ellie in the back of my car 
with me and Lauren in the front, and we're talking with her about the call that's on her life, and and working through and just kind of telling her, like, we believe in you. And, and, and dropping her off at Grove City, we, we see the picture of going to, uh, we, we took her out to a, a, an Italian lunch to ask her to be our worship leader for, <laughs> for 19 North. Uh, we, we, she served with, and on our marketing team and came up with the best ideas and just had all these different ideas that really launched 19 North in that time in a great way. She came with us and she served for multiple summers. She would serve all, uh, all summer long, three months, she would give three months of her time to serve 19 North and to, to pour her life into the ministry. And she gave great ideas, she gave great, great analysis, she gave great feedback, she put great work and great effort in, and she did it just because she had a heart to serve. And I see all of those different memories going on in my, in, in my head, and, and God just, just hit me so hard. And, and I realized, he said to me, Zach, all of those years she served with you, she was downloading your heart for this ministry. And then I began to realize that Zach, where he is, is a wonderful person, but there's synergy whenever God calls a couple to do something. There's synergy that happens. If you know synergy, the Bible says the synergy is uh, one can put a thousand angels to flight, two can put ten thousand. That's synergy. So when they work together, the, the, the effort becomes multiplied in a great way. And I began to bawl, okay? I began to cry because this ministry has, been, has meant so much to me and means so much to me. In 2007, uh, in 2006, Lauren and I uh, felt propelled, like just compelled, not propelled. I don't know what that means, but we felt compelled in our heart to come back to Pittsburgh and uh, to, to lead a 20-something ministry. We, uh, God spoke to us and, and, and told us exactly what that 20-something ministry would look like and showed us because we were in the middle of one that was great. And at that time, the ministry here was in shambles. It was in a really rough spot. Uh, there were about seven people who were coming to it. There were two leaders, okay? And I remember the first day we stood up, we said, someday, this is going to be a great 20-something ministry, People are going to drive from distances to come to this thing. And we knew exactly what it would look like. And people started looking at us like, okay, you're crazy, okay? Um, and seriously, we, we were because God, God called a vision. I just want to, in those, in those years, I just want to share with you some things that have taken place since 2007. Not because of what we did, but because of, of what happened when, when God gave us a vision and we just stuck with it. God gave us a vision and we just, we just stuck with it. So we've seen in the last, since 2007, we've seen over 1,020-somethings give their life to Jesus. Since 2007, we've seen, we've had four, over 400. Those are just the ones that we've tracked. We have over 400 unique team members who've come through. 200 of those team members who've come through are now serving in the main church in some way, shape, or form. 15 of those team members are now on staff here at Victory, including our worship uh, <laughs> you know, our, our worship team in the main church, right? So Sean came through. Uh, if you've ever gone in the worship, in, 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 if you've ever gone to main church, Sean, our worship, uh, our, our band director, he was, uh, he was our worship leader. Ellie was our worship leader. If you ever see Joe and Mara, Joe and Mara were our worship leaders. Now Maddie and Nate are uh, going there. I know that they're, they're, I think they're singing like some kind of a song in Easter or something like that. And the reason is because Maddie's voice just like puts everybody's hair like all the way to the back of the room, right? So I know that, like God is promoting, right? God, God is all about moving people on. God is all about promoting. God is all about 
seeing the gift in people begin to rise up to the surface. And the Bible says that your gift makes room for you. And uh, what we've seen is a lot of people who just serve selflessly through those times, people start to notice and people start to see those things. And the gift makes room for you, not only in this ministry, but outside of this ministry. And I just think about it, like half of the leaders that we had who come here still serve in this church today. As a matter of fact, we've raised so much money through the years with 19 North. Um, Believe it or not. Like, it's kind of crazy because when we came in, people were like, okay, you need to have a big budget because if you don't have a big budget, you know that 20-somethings are poor, okay? That's, that's the mindset of 20-somethings, right? 20-somethings may not have a lot of resources, but 20-somethings have a passion inside of them that they will give whenever there's vision. And so we would tell people what this ministry would look like, and they would start to give to it. A year ago, we put a plan together. To, uh, to, to, to reshift all of our, our student ministries. And, and guys, I know, like Moses said, I'm 120 years old. I can't lead you anymore, okay? I didn't, I, you know, I look at my, at my life and I'm like, I'm maybe not be 120 years old, but like, man, I've got four kids, you know, three kids. We're gonna have four uh, whenever we go through the adoption process. Hopefully that wasn't prophetic, sweetie. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> we've got three and, you know, Time clicks by in all of our lives, and we've got to make a change. We, we've got to make a change. So, and we knew that. We've known that for years, but we just weren't at the place where we could start to, to bring people on board to start to make those changes. We stuck through and just said, you know what, we're going to serve. We're going to do everything that we can to hold things together until, and weather the storm until we can, until we can make a, a, a hire. And with all of our heart, we wanted to go after Zach to bring him on board here. Because Zach is my Joshua. Zach is my Joshua. He's my Joshua. God gave a vision to Moses. But Moses wasn't called to carry it through. Well, he was, but he messed up. In my case, I didn't mess up. I'm just not, I'm just not called to carry it through. God gave us a vision. And Joshua, he picked up that vision and he carried that vision on. And they attained it. You know, Zach's, Zach's my Joshua. We raised so much money at 19 North, we were able to bring him on board and pay out of, our, out of our own budget. Like, you guys pay for Zach's salary out of your giving. Isn't that awesome? Like, it's pretty sweet. People's lives have been changed here so much that they continue to give. So I can think of a, a couple down in Tulsa. Their lives were changed here. I would sit in an office with the husband who, who did not believe in God, sit with him in, in the office for you know, an hour a day, or an hour on a Friday, every, every week until he gave his life to the Lord. He gave his life to the Lord and then he wanted to know about getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I discipled him and walked through and he just had question after question after question. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Talked about financial freedom. He gets, he gets laid off of his job and he's, he saves up because we talk about financial freedom. And I disciple him through, through a budget. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do some of this stuff that I'm teaching you right now, man. But he saved up a full year of income. While he was getting married, he didn't have to have an income because he saved up a full year of income. And he, he did that. And, you know, his life, he, he met his wife here. And, uh, and he continues to, to give to this ministry. And God has prospered him, prospered him in great ways. Now that's one of 22 people who continue to give who have no, nothing to do with this ministry anymore. But they just remember and are thankful that the ministry changed their life. We did, there was a summer where I did 13 weddings in one summer. Okay? 13 weddings. You know where they met, right? 
They met in here, right? Now all those 13 weddings are starting to have like multiplied kids. There's like 50 kids running around like crazy. When we started this thing, it was so funny. Nobody had kids. We were all a bunch of young 20-somethings. I may have been like 23 or 24. And all the couples who started to come in, uh, we, we just had so much fun together. And we did leadership and we did life together. Those couples, we still get together, and just the flock just keeps on expanding. Now, like, we're all chasing kids everywhere. You know, dad has the baby Bjorn. You know what the baby Bjorn is? It's like that, that backpack that's in the front that the kid hangs out like this, you know. So, like, all the dads are wearing that and chasing around the toddlers everywhere. It's so much fun. It's a different phase of life, but that same thing is going to happen in this room. The same thing is, is, is the vision that's going to continue to carry on. That same thing is going to take place in here. Um, I, I think that's so amazing. Now, now that there's, you know, probably did about 50 weddings out of this room pretty crazy. People's lives have been changed here. I've titled this message, Why We Have to Change. We'll give you a couple things. Historically, the church has failed to change. Historically, the church has failed to make transitions when transitions were needed. Think about this. How long does it take for a major cultural shift to take place? Major cultural shifts take place just like that, but the church fails to take place with it. My favorite song is Days of Elijah. You guys know that song? I hate that song. Okay, I'm sorry. You should not hate Christian music, but I can't stand that song, right? There's a reason why people love that song. It's because they remember what God did way back in middle school at their Methodist camp, you know? God, they remember what God did way back then. God wants to do something new, and God wants to do something fresh, so the church should always be, always be evolving. Now, our mission should always stay the same, but our methods have to change. And this is why a lot, of, a lot of churches end up failing. There's a lot of churches being planted. In the next five years in, in the United States, the U.S. Census in 2008 gave some really interesting statistics about, why, about, about the need for churches to change over the next five years. At that time, the average, uh, right now what it says is right now the average pastor is age 55. The average pastor retires at age 62 or 63. So in the next five to seven years, the average pastor is going to retire and transition leadership. Now what's really interesting is there are about 100,000 churches that will transition leadership in the senior role within the next five to seven years in the United States. That's insane, isn't it? And so churches better be about development. They better be about transition. They better be because what will happen is they, they won't be able to keep up. That's not, even, that's not even counting worship leaders and children's pastors and children's directors. It's not even counting those things. We have to change. We have to move forward. Remember this, that you and I cannot live off of the sacrifices of the previous generation we must make our own. We must make our own. Joshua told his people, wait for your pastor's instruction and wait for the presence of God. I love this. I'm going to go back to verse 2. It says, after the days, the officers, after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you're to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you'll know which way to go since you've never been this way before. What I just want to speak into your life and speak into this ministry is this ministry has a call to go somewhere that it's never been before. It's not going to look backwards and say it used to be, but it's going to change. It's going to be brand new. We're going to go somewhere we've never been before. 
Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. The word consecrate simply means to set yourself apart for the use of God. The word in the New Testament that we use for consecrate is the word sanctify. It means to continually be made in the, in the, to, into the likeness of Jesus. It's a lifelong process of being made in the likeness of Jesus. Joshua told him, set yourself apart for God, for tomorrow the Lord is going to do amazing things among you. Set yourself apart. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow. Everybody say tomorrow. Guys, tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow, tomorrow in this ministry is going to be a better day. Tomorrow the, the, the Lord is going to do amazing things among you. See, for me, I look back at the past and I say, wow, God, you've done amazing things. But it's time that we stop looking backward and we start looking forward to what, what tomorrow holds. And it's amazing things. You know, at this point, I, I think it's really interesting that Joshua begins to lead. And he begins, to, he begins to, to take hold of the vision for the very first time. Moses dies. And, uh, and I'm sure that Joshua was a little bit, you know, rough around the edges as a leader. I'm sure that he, he knew some things, but he also didn't know some things. And at this point in Joshua's life, as, as we look at these scriptures, Joshua isn't just picking up the vision. He's beginning to carry it on his own for the very first time. Zach is my Joshua is going to start to carry this thing on his own for the very first time. He's going to start to carry this thing. He's, he's, he's not just picking it up right now, but he's carrying the vision. See, Joshua... He didn't pick the vision up at that time. You know when he picked the vision up? He picked the vision up whenever Moses was going up the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. Joshua walked with him longer than anybody else did. He picked the vision up whenever he was winning battles down on the ground for Moses. As Moses was holding up his vision, Joshua was down on the ground winning a battle. He picked the vision up whenever he was called Moses' assistant, that was his title, Joshua, Moses' assistant. He picked the vision up. He didn't just, like, pick the vision up as soon as he started to lead. He carried it. And I look at Zach, and I know that throughout all of, you, all of those years, and now, now Ellie is included because of what God has, you know, God showed me that. Like, Zach, you've, you've got, you've got, you have to see this. You have to see this. But throughout all of those years of serving, I told last week about Zach serving, and, and uh, I called him the glorified lawn boy, you know. And uh, he would always have his milk duds out. You remember when you were in college, and you would wear, like, a cutoff T-shirt, and it would go on the inside, you know. Like, and now that you're out of college, you're like, I would never be caught dead in that thing. That's kind of crazy. You know what I'm talking about, dudes. You know, it's like everything is showing, you know. He's out there, like, watering plants, and I'm like, yeah. You know, all the office ladies are, are like, Oh, he's so cute. I love that sack. I don't know why. There's just something about him. I know why. It's because his milk duds are out, and he looks good. You know? He looks good. So always joke with him about this. But, you know, I would always see him listening to something. I would always see him listening. And I'd say, Zach, what are you listening to? And uh, he's like, oh, I'm listening to Lecrae. I don't remember what ex exactly what he was listening to at the time. But, you know, it was always Christian rap. You know, it's, it's Christian rap. It's awesome. I'm like, you ever th have, you, have you ever thought about listening to the Word? Have you ever thought about listening to a podcast, and he's like, 
what's a podcast? <laughs> I remember saying, like, what's a podcast, you know? And I'm like, well, it's easy. Let's, let's get your phone. And, like, we, we got out his phone, and I, I told him some different people that I listened to. I said Jensen Franklin and Chris Hodges and Pastor John and Keith Moore and, you know, all these people that I have on, on, my, on my podcast, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. And then I, the next day I came back, I, I, I saw him listening to something. I'm like, hey, man, what you listening to? And he's like, oh, man, Jensen Franklin, he's awesome, man. This is awesome. And then the next day I'd see him and say, hey, what do you listen to? He's like, Chris Hodges, I listened to this whole series. It was unbelievable. And then I said, what, what, you, what are you listening to today? And then he'd tell me who he's listening to. He just started putting the word of God in his life. And I saw him start to grow and start to develop into the person that he is right now. And I'm telling you, he is Joshua, ready to carry this thing to the next generation. Ready to, ready to carry, pick up the vision and carry it on his own. I'm going to be here supporting you. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be here cheering you guys on. I'm going to be stopping in. And I'm going to be like here as much as I possibly can. But listen, I just believe in him that much. He's grown. This scripture really stood out to me um, in, in, the, in the book of Exodus. I actually, you know what? I don't even have it on me. Um, I'm sorry. I don't even have it on my notes. This scripture really stood out to me. The Bible says that Moses would go into the tent of meeting. Have you guys ever heard of the tent of meeting in the Old Testament? The tent of the meeting was where Moses would talk to God face to face. And God would give him instruction, the Bible says, as a man would a friend. Moses would leave and he would start to lead. And when he left, he would see his Joshua, he'd see Joshua would stay in the presence of God. Listen, I want you to pick up his arms as he, as he, as he carries the vision. I want you to, to support him, not just because I believe in him, but because I believe that the Spirit of God has anointed his life to lead. Because I believe that God has called him to pick up the vision and to run with it. I believe it with all my heart. Guys, consecrate yourselves because tomorrow the Lord is going to do something great among you. Joshua 3, one, three verse 7, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I'll begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel so that they may know I'm with you as I was with Moses. Today. I'm going to begin to exalt you. You know what's really funny, guys? Is I was telling Zach about this and just what I had in my heart because I had something completely different on my heart I was going to share with you guys tonight. Not really on my heart, on my mind. Because you do, you do ministry logically a lot of times. Sometimes you have to listen to what God's speaking to you. There was one scripture that really stuck out to me. I'm going to read it to Zach in the presence of everybody. So the Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on an oath, and I myself will be with you. I think it's really interesting that this morning God spoke to me about the scripture and about him being my Joshua just this morning. Guess what Zach was reading this morning and studying? He was reading the exact same chapters that I just read out of you today. He was studying this exact scripture this morning. Guys, if that's not God, I don't know what is. If God's not saying, Zach, you're ready to go. I came the other day, I, I was in my, in my kitchen and and. 
as I saw that Rolodex going with Ellie, Lauren comes in, and I'm bawling like a baby. She's like, Zach, what's going on? What's, what's wrong? What happened? She said, God just spoke to me. You know, we had a development plan for Zach. It was, it was nice. It's a nice development plan. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> Here are all the things that you need to do, and here's where, you, you know, in the middle section, it's, let's, let's rate you where you think you are. Um, in order to lead a ministry on the left, and in the middle, let's rate where you are, and then on the right, let's, let's talk about maybe three steps that you can take to, to take you one notch up, you know, to help you to grow and to develop. It was to be done in May, and uh, Zach's about finished now, uh, but I think God is kind of laughing, and he's, yeah, that's your development plan, but I got a different one, bud. I want you to know that I believe in the call that's on Zach's life. God spoke to us to start this thing. And he's calling Zach to carry it out. It's awesome for me to be able to tell you guys that. You know? And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of him. And uh, gosh, it's been so fun serving you guys. It's been so fun. And I'll continue as long as the Lord calls me here to pray, you, to pray for you, to serve you, to love you guys. Maybe Zach will have me in as a guest speaker. Actually, I'm like speaking, I think, like the next three weeks here, by the way. <laughs> but I just, I just felt on my heart to validate him as a leader tonight in front of you guys. And that feels so bizarre to me. But it feels right. He's got vision in his heart, and I want to let, I want to let him run because I believe in him. And I'm asking you guys to jump on board with the vision that God's given him because I know that the things that we saw, God's not done. They're going to be multiplied in the future. They're going to be multiplied in the future. Now, how can we make this practical for your life? <laughs> because you did come here wanting to grow and wanting to develop yourselves. Not only just jumping on board with the vision that God gives him. But I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions. You know, because you, like me, have a vision to carry and someday pass on. What's the legacy that people are going to say about you? What's, what's the legacy that you're going to leave behind in life? What's the legacy that you're leaving? You know, sometimes when we look at that word legacy, sometimes when we think about that word legacy, we think about maybe the things that we said to people, the ways that we hurt people, the legacy that we want to live. Are you living a life that is going to leave behind a legacy? What do people say about you? What's going to be the turning point in your family? What's the vision for your life? Where are you headed? Do you have some people in your life that you can talk to about that vision? Do you have some people in your life that you can just, you know, maybe keep, keep you accountable to that vision? You say, this is where we're going, this is where we're headed, and I need you to pray for me. What's the vision for your life? Where are you headed with your life? The turning point in your family, like I think about that a lot. Maybe your vision is, is we're, we're not going to replicate the crap that I've seen in life. You know, 
Does God have to wait two more generations for you to stop that? To put your to draw your line in the sand and say no more? No more? No more alcoholism? No more drug addiction? No more abusing? No more lack of education? No more blaming everybody for my problems? Are you going to be the one who's going to stand up and you're going to live life and embrace the vision that God has for you? See, be bold and courageous. Go after life with all of your heart. Follow God. Scripture that I've been reading lately, I'll leave you with this, is in Acts 16, the Macedonian call. The Holy Spirit forbade Paul to speak in Asia and Mysia, but he wanted to. The door closed. Paul is sleeping and he gets a vision from a man from Macedonia who's calling him. He says, come on, please come help me. Please come help us. So Paul wakes up. He says, we're going to go. We're going to go to Macedonia. Paul didn't follow the best opportunities. Paul didn't follow what, what seemed right in his mind logically. He listened to the Holy Spirit, and he followed the vision. If you can get those two things in your life where you can hear God's voice and you can listen to what the Spirit of God is telling you to do, and you can chase the vision that what God is, of, of, your, of what God has called you to do in life or what God has called us collectively to do, you're going to live a happy and fulfilled life. You'll have regrets, but you'll tear it up in life. Here's what I want to leave you on tonight. Follow. Follow the vision that God's placing in his heart. With all your heart, follow it. I believe in it. I'm supporting it. I will always support that vision. Lord, can we pray for Zach and Ellie tonight? Is that okay? You good with that? Okay. Zach, Ellie, come on up. Good. Can everybody come up around these guys? Let's have a family moment. <laughs> Let's have a family moment. Love you guys so much. This is my favorite. We all when we all join around and you know the Bible talks about laying on of hands whenever you lay hands on somebody and you bless them. You know there's there's an impartation of a gift and the laying on of hands is a consecration. It's a, it's a setting apart and that's what we're gonna do. Okay. So God, thank you for this amazing couple. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name for blessing them every step of their life. Father, thank you in Jesus' name that you give them boldness and vision to accomplish all that you've called them to accomplish in life. God, thank you that they're led by the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I pray for burning vision on the inside of Zach to lead, to stand up and to lead and to change this culture, to change the, the, the spiritual climate of the culture in this area. God, thank you for 20-somethings coming to the Lord in droves, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name for thousands of 20-somethings coming to the Lord. Thank you so much in Jesus' name that not only will they come to the Lord, but they'll stick in church, they'll get discipled. God, thank you for marriages and, and, and children and so much blessing that comes from the obedience of sticking with the vision. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name for this couple. 
Lord, we, we just thank you for, for everything you're doing in their lives. And we just bless them with all of our hearts. We love them. God, thank you for their leadership. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you guys.